Welcome, everybody, to My Dumb Friends. Uh, we are, I'm in Los Angeles. Sean Donnelly's in New York. And Tom oh. Lewis is in Massachusetts. I am in Arizona, Dan. Oh, shit. You're in Arizona. Where in Arizona are you? I'm in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, like outside Phoenix. So if you're in Phoenix, go back in time and watch him perform there. (laughs) Uh, Today, our guest, you know him from the podcast Probably Science and the Jimmy Fallon program. Matt Kirschen, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Matt, thank you so much. Thanks. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I, uh, I I cut my lip today. I managed to... How did you do that? Like, we've been, I've been awake for like two hours. <laughs> that's just starting off. I'm softballing at the beginning. But I, I, I <laughs> cut my lip have... shaving. That's like that's my dumb thing for the last hour. I, what? I, I shaved my face. You look for- good. Well, thank you. But I forgot the, there's no hair on my lower lip, so I just went for it. And uh... Yeah, I don't think you've ever been a guy who needs to shave, do you? Oh, no, I can, I can get well, quite hairy. Good. I can you get look good. Hairy. And you I have, I have a, a surprisingly hairy back as well. Like that's always something that the shocks. Oh, someone, really? Like, for this face, this is not the face of someone who has a hairy back. But yeah, you have like a boy's face, but a hairy butt. You have what yeah. Robin Williams had in Jack, I think. <laughs> you do have a boy's face. <laughs> a boy's face, but a man's body. And you have a girlfriend, so that's good. That's true. How's that going? Yeah, it's decent. I mean, like so far, I, I don't know how she feels about cut lips. I don't know how. Oh man, there's a, there's a blood injury now. Let me tell you saying? something. I've been with some chicks who were into cut lips. Uh, but before <laughs> we get has... to you, yeah. and I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, but um, okay, I got an email on Monday. Um, now there's a lot of layers to this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a mailbag episode. Okay. Where we uh. By the way, we, that's like 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 things that people have sent into you. Right. Like a, yeah, we can do not like one a every kind of like no, not a synonym no. for. You know, we, we had an episode about mailbags. Bullsacks, <laughs> <laughs> bullsacks, yeah. as you might call them. We call them mailbags, and it was an episode all about things you've done to your mailbag. Most boring podcast ever. Yeah, yeah. Welcome uh, to Nut Talk. This is Doctor Drew on mailbags. <laughs> um, but th- no, we do one every three months because we get enough email every three months to actually do one. Okay. Um, <laughs> But during this episode, um, I made it all about myself, like uh-huh. normal, um, like normal Dan shit, where people called in with problems and I just made it about my own problems. And apparently, like, my cousin who listens to this is a regular listener, then told my dad about it. Uh, and my dad listened to the podcast. And instead of telling me his review, <laughs> no. he emailed the All Things Comedy <laughs> Administrator and CC'd me. So he just emailed all things comedy. I thought he emailed our podcast producer Tom, but not even like you're the network. The no, ne- like the network, like the he's whole like network, three levels up from just like, personally like texting guys, his son. Like right, guys that we barely talk to. Like we don't have we don't we deal with like Jimmy and Aaron. We don't even we don't even deal with the the other guys too much. He's like emailing like office people that don't know that it's a gag. Yeah, I would love it if Al Madrigal got it and was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" This is so, like, and then he calls you and is like, are you having problems with your family? <laughs> <laughs> you and your son. <laughs> but I, I haven't, uh, Sean hasn't read this email and Tom hasn't and you know, no one else has heard it but me. And I got really pissed off. I even realized it was, anyway, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read this email and just to set the ambiance, we're going to read it uh, over Cat Stevens' father and son. So <laughs> Here we go. To Daniel St. Germain. He made it formal right in the beginning. 
Yeah. I just listened to that's the mail. Like, that's like what he if he's telling you off. Like, yeah. If he was Daniel Saint Germain. Yeah, you will get here right now. That's like when you get punished as a kid. He said to Daniel Saint Germain. Didn't even use a condom. It was just a period. So that sounds that's already like a foreboding thing to read. Right. You know. So I just listened to the mailbag episode after I woke up from your five minutes of talking politics. <laughs> so, just already shitting on the the politic part of the episode, which we already. I've never heard anyone who invites feedback explode like a nuclear pinata when someone makes a minor criticism of your show. Even worse, Sean said he was a fan. <laughs> Your idea about doing the podcast for just the three of you alone was the most positive thought I heard. The problem is that your co-host would probably slip out unnoticed during your first rant. <laughs> I This is where he kind of getting nice. He goes, I, too, are one of your show's biggest fans. You might consider mailing medals to long-term listeners. This would mean anyone who makes it to the end of one broadcast. <laughs> A last point, I lost count of how many times you say you know, love dad. <laughs> and then I, I, and then I got really pissed off, so I just wrote, Hey, Dad, when I want your criticism, I'll ask for it. Hope you're well, Dan. And then All Things Comedy wrote, So funny! <laughs> and then I wrote, Sorry, I may have overreacted. <laughs> That's what happens. That is all over email. Yeah. I, I, need, I thought you said it was five paragraphs long. Well, I I didn't mean it. There was in it was indented five paragraphs. Oh, indented. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of so like bullet point. There was bullet points. <laughs> was bullet That's points. what I should have said. He gives you the, the 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 streamlined version. I mean, that was pretty. He just roasted us. Yeah, yeah. he just shit all over the house. <laughs> and mostly on his son. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and you went into a lot of pot shots right at you. Yeah, I'm real shitty. And you went into comedy. You say? You know, if I don't, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If I, you know, my dad's a playwright. If I didn't like one of my dad's plays, I wouldn't email him and the person who runs the theater. Yeah. That's what he did. I, he, he fucking went after not just me, but the people yeah. who could drop this show. Dear the estate of William Shakespeare. <laughs> my dad's play sucks balls. <laughs> CC dad. It was crazy. And he did that underhanded thing of like, you know, like, and then I called him on it and I was like, sorry, I yelled. He goes, oh, I thought you were being funny. My favorite part is when he says we should give medals to the people who last one episode. You know, we get some listens on this show, you know? Tom, how many listens do we get a month? We get like, we get like 15,000 or something? Yeah, 15, at least at the very lowest estimate, 15,000 a month. That's not too much. How many do you get a month, man? I don't know. I think we're around the same kind of. Yeah. Andy does the numbers. I never look at the numbers, but we're around the same range. Yeah. Enough to get mailbag letters. How about that? Yeah, every four months. Every four months. And I. Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. We get back to people on a very timely basis. So your dad's so your, amazing that your dad did that. Does he, does your dad like how how often does your dad turn over a play? Like how, what is a playwright's work? Well, you know, ethic? first off, I don't give a shit about what my dad's work ethic is out of okay. this email. <laughs> uh, my dad can fucking r- never write another play for the rest of his life for all oh, I care. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, I no, he he writes a lot. He writes a couple a year. I mean, he he's he's pretty fucking crazy with it. I mean, he was a writer. You know, he used to. I mean, I've talked about this on the show, but he's he was a TV writer, then a movie writer, and then um. 
All right. And did it place. So he's, Does he live out here then? Is he? No, lives- he lives in Woodstock, New York, and and New York City. But I think. I don't know. I he's like uh, first off, he doesn't know how to write emails. This is the first email that he's written that hasn't been in all caps. So I will give him that. <laughs> he finally figured out how to take the fucking caps button off. I got, I got it. Like, one of my mum's first emails to me was like, uh, in in all capital letters, it, it was like, uh, Dad says he can pick you up from the airport. What time are you? And then like stopped halfway through a word, and in brackets it said, "Sorry, just realized caps lock," and then continued in lowercase. <laughs> She didn't go back and correct didn't it. Didn't go back and correct it. It's like it's like just it's a stream of consciousness. It's just like trying to, it's, you can't. T- I don't think she knows where the backspace button exists. Yeah, I don't like, think they understand that. Like when you write in all caps like that, it looks like a fucking ransom letter. You know. <laughs> my mom writes. My mom writes texts like she's writing emails. She writes, "Hey, good to see you yesterday. Love, mom." At the end of every text. <laughs> well, they think it's a telegram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, right. like, they're like, must speak to you. Stop. Like, Stop. Like, says over at the end of every. <laughs> yeah, it's a walkie-talkie. Is this a walkie-talkie? This is how we beat the Germans. Um, uh. <laughs> oh boy, how are you guys so, doing over there? All right. Let me ask you this: so, what, you guys have repaired your situation. Then, are you actually mad? Yeah, you, we're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like closer to my dad than I am to anybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like I would That's have why to. He thought he could do that. He was fucking. Yeah, around. I know. I'm, I'm obviously like a. I don't know. There's a lot there. But I would say he's up there. I call him as much as I call you, Sean, which yeah. is too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yo, then I can write an email to ATC about you. <laughs> <laughs> this happened at work yesterday, which um, uh, we'll, I'll probably talk this about this on my other podcasts, too, because it happened at work. Oh, but I'll just briefly say I got caught. Yesterday, I got caught. Um, I'll just do this fast, but I got caught uh, telling like because my phone fucked up yesterday. I couldn't use my touchpad on my iPhone, uh-huh. so I came in and I like went to the PAs, which you're really not supposed to do. And I was like, "Hey, do you mind uh, if you're are you going near Melrose near a cell phone shop? Could you uh, drop this off, maybe fix it?" You know. Uh-huh. And he said yes, but then my head, my boss found out about it. So for the rest of the day, he sent like four people to come into the writer's room and be like, hey, Dan, just to let you know, if you need any help with your cell phone, like different <laughs> different parts of the team, like first it was a PA, then it was the the uh, creator's <laughs> assistant, and then the entire field team came in and was like, just to let you know, your field te- the field team is at your disposal right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I got... It's about being a diva from now on. Yeah, I That's can. That's the best way to deal with that kind of thing, though. That's so good. Rather than like, hey, Dan, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, just rinse you for the rest of the day. Right, right. Then you don't do it again. That's how you do public humiliation. Yep. You are not going to do that. Especially you. You won't do that again. No, I won't do that again, for sure. For That's sure. kind of bullshit, though, because you don't, you don't it's not like you do shit like that every day. No, but a uh, couple. Yeah, well, it's the second time I've done something like that. Like two days, <laughs> two days earlier. I mean, they gave you a sponge. They bath. offered. He offered. I gave him a sponge bath. <laughs> hey, I just didn't have time to shower today, so if you could just like <laughs> if you could just mop me down at the desk. <laughs> just make sure you make sure you get in the bits that sores can grow. Yeah, <laughs> Quinn. Quinn, hose me down. Um, <laughs> But I left. This is I left the uh, doctor's my doctor's office with a with a key in my pocket, and um, a key. 
Yeah, a, like a the bathroom? doctor's key, like for the bathroom. Okay, right. And uh, and then he drove it back to my doctor's for me. <laughs> By the way, those are those bathroom keys. I don't think there is a grosser object in the universe. No. Than those ki- like uh, it's- Yes, there is. Dan's phone. <laughs> 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 but like a key that has been touched by a thousand people who've gone for a shit. Yeah. Like it's just a piece And of- sick people. Yeah. Like doctor's office. So everyone who's sick is grabbing this. Yeah, that might be the most disgusting. It really element. disgusting. Really disgusting. Are you close to your parents or no? Not, yeah, but not in the, no, you know, I actually know. I talked to them. I actually had a long conversation with them I don't about think, a week ago. I don't think British I people had... are close with their parents. That's I think my, some no, of them are. Just, like, it's not like. a gross generalization. Yeah, you sort of see it like my home life is like bright heads revisited. Yeah. Or <laughs> Good day, father. <laughs> father, mother, I must away. And then that's it. That's the, like, we shall, we shall speak again in 2017. But mother, I want to marry Melinda. And then she just slaps you yes. and is like, you're marrying Percy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Um, no, no, you know what? I like them. I get on with them. They're, they're very loving and caring parents. Uh, they can be a bit much, my mum particularly. Why is she a bit much? She's just it's a Jewish mother and just very... My mum my mom fusses. My mum yeah. like, fusses about stuff. Yeah. And she she really sweats the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the like t- what? That's what moms do, I feel like. Yeah, but like every, everything is... Like, even just like an explanation of something, like listening to a story from me, you're like, none of this, right? None of this stuff is important. Yeah, <laughs> like you have no like, the, like there's way too many details. Like this, this story could be, I saw your old English teacher in the supermarket yesterday. He says hi. <laughs> like that's the whole story. Yeah, yeah. But, but what does it turn somehow into? Somehow it's just like she'll bring in other people I've never met. And like, like, oh, you, cause, uh, cause Sandra, you know, Sandra, oh, you don't know Sandra. Well, Sandra was the person who, like, it just goes on. Yeah, yeah, that's like my my sister does the same shit. And she lives her life by that. So suddenly, if if she's worried about something or thinks you should do something, right? Like, she's the kind of person who will be like, um, so, uh, uh apparently, like, she, she'll like, she'll phone me to warn me to fill up my car with gas, like. <laughs> Two weeks before Christmas, just in case like there's a rush on. Wait a minute, she like heard a rumor. in LA? So no, I'll be back in England at that point. Oh, okay, like, and then but she'll, she'll be like, "You gotta fill like, like I I have I have plenty of gas and it'll be fine." Like she falls <gasps> for every every one of those like minor scares. Yeah, she's like she's a Walking Dead she's a, character. Like or she's something. the opposite of Snopes. <laughs> is, she's that, the, is that a risk? No. That you might run out of gas in England. Um, no, no, it isn't. Let's be like, petrol, right? Yeah. There'll be like, or there'll be talk of like a, a strike. There'll be like some kind of talk of um, like every so often the the French uh, truck drivers will blockade the tunnel and there'll be a shortage of things, but there won't. They were like, oh, then we won't be able to get strawberries. And Mum was like, you gotta buy strawberries. <laughs> like everyone gets strawberries. Like she's the re- if there is a shortage, she's the reason. Like her and her friends, <laughs> who instantly fall for that, like just panic buy strawberries. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I can't imagine, like, I don't know, I, I, I guess, like, though, when you're a parent, you just, like, paranoid, because I'm already a really paranoid guy, but, like, I feel like once you have a kid, like, once you have something you love more than yourself, that paranoia has just got to go through the roof, and it's hard to shake that. Like, my parents actually have been able to shake that, yeah. but a lot of parents are never able to let that go. And what it did to me, though, is I can be the opposite. Like, I can I can completely overlook big issues. Well, because how I'm so? so? Like, what? 
I, I, I'm very good at just like I, I will put my head in the sand. Like I'm a very much like it'll be fine, it'll work out. Well, yeah, yeah. Because it's, I think as a reaction to having so much uh, over uh, micromanaging going yeah. on. Yeah. So you're like like she, 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 you end up with no sense of scale. You know, like the the problem they is a bit of a stretch analogy, but like with like the whole Nancy Reagan just say no right thing. And that the, the the way they approach drugs in the eighties, where they're like, "If you just take one puff of cannabis, your balls could explode." You know, it's just like right. it's just it. And then what happens? But that is, is true, but that yes. is, I mean that bit's true, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in general, I picked a bad example there. But like in general, <laughs> so then then you go like, "Well, I was just told that one ecstasy tablet is guaranteed to kill me, but my friend's older brother." takes ecstasy every weekend and he looks fine he just graduated with straight A so <laughs> someone's lying and I yeah. think that's what happens if every non-important thing is treated right. like an emergency then you just end up with this sort of attitude of ah, everything's everything fine, will well, be fine. Well, what's an example you think where that your mentality then got in the like got, kind of uh, fucked you over not doing my tax for three years you didn't do your taxes <laughs> for three years like that's one hey, this is england or here uh well kind of both yeah so like, i'm just catching up how now. much money did you end up owing uh, like it all sort of balanced out in the end, but it was like a fucking panic. Uh, I could have yeah. been a real shit, and I do that with my career as well sometimes. Like I know that we don't have like fuck ups and mistakes on this show. What if you found out you could have had Colbert's job, but you didn't email? Well, I'll constant like I think things like not to that level, but things like that constantly happen in my career because what happens is when things are going well, I don't at any point think this will stop. <laughs> like I don't like even the thing that got me into the country initially was doing Last Comic Standing, right. and I knew going into it, oh, it's a reality show, which it means fleeting fame, and you have to capitalize on this thing. Yeah. But still, I'm like, I came off the show and I'm headlining like decent like A rooms around right, the country, right, and I'm right. like, and I don't kind of think, oh, I really need to start laying the bedrocks because when the allure of the show wears off, right. I need to keep that fan base. Yeah. And so my, my career has constantly been in waves where I've got like I've got something decent. And then not thought like half a month ahead, <laughs> and then it just yeah, and then stops. It just falls. And then like, but I feel like that's, three months of I, panic, I, and then something else comes through. But I just feel like that's a career in comedy. Like some people skyrocket, but a that lot is of true. people that is true. And it, it, like it definitely, but like I had, I've had more than one mini skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I've had like three or four times in my career where there's been like real bursts of upward trajectory, and then it, and it's at just... no point, and then it sort of plateaus. And every time it plateaus, it comes as a surprise. Like every time, every yeah. single time, I'm like, oh. But I think that that's like you, 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 when you get like, you know, when you get your, you, you think for some reason, oh, okay, well, all I got to do is quit my day job. That's when you first start out, right? Or, yeah. Or you know, first it's you know, it's it. I mean, I won't go into it. You're like, oh, God, if I could just be one of these guys that makes a living off comedy, or if I could just get the late night set, if I could just get Montreal. Well, that's the other thing. I think it, it's a it, like it, this kind of career really messes with your head because there's always a level above. Like, there's always know, a level above. Like, and you know, even like Chris Rock is like, I, Chris Rock still regrets not having a, a successful movie career, right. even though he's arguably the greatest comic of our time. Right. Yeah. I mean, like it's like one of these things where 
you know, it's everything is like cyclical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the biggest example of that is like comedy lists. You know what I mean? Like comedy what? Like lists. The best. Oh of yeah. The, like two years ago, and even a couple last year, I was on a, I was on a ton of those lists. Not a ton, but some. Mm -hmm. And then like you're, before you're on the lists, you're like these lists are bullshit. And then you get on them, and you're like, you know, these lists are right. And then you're not on them again. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, man, this is bull. They forget about me, you know? Yeah. But then you'll be on the list again. It's like you can't fucking list. You can't, no. like. Happened. I think your dad wrote to the list. <laughs> Dear LA Times. <laughs> and he's like, just, why do you have him on the list? <laughs> he's terrible. Dear Comedy that, Central, Dan St. Germain isn't calling his mum. What if I found out that that's the reason, like, uh, none of my, like, uh, my shows haven't moved past Scriptial or Pilot? <laughs> it's like they're, they've called, like, they've called each net. my dad's called the network and been like, you know what, I really don't this think he's already. ready for this. this, isn't, this is <laughs> my dad, my dad great Santini'd my fucking comedy career. <laughs> I'm protecting you, son. Yeah, exactly. But the but, point is, there's gonna be, like, more... You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like that's the, you know, it's just, there's going to be more shit. And, that's the way it happens. It's, it's you know? Like, you see, think about how many, you see everybody at every different level of this job. And, and you see people, you see cautionary tales, and you see people doing great. And then, like, that goes away. Look at the whole MTV thing. Like, that, that any MTV stuff is very fleeting. Very fleeting. Yeah. Well, do, do you ever find yourself, like, looking at success, like, looking at the age is of different, because you go, like, well, uh, Louis didn't really break through till his 40s. And then you go like, oh, Ricky Gervais didn't get the office till he was like 43. Yeah. Right. I do look at that, but I also, like, you can't, you, there's always an element of this. Like, forever, when I was just, when I was writing scripts for myself and doing stand-up, right, I was like, man, you know, on the road, I'm like, this is great, but I'm, I'm home all the time. I think I'd be do better at a, at a, a, you know, a writing job, and I would write for a great show, and I think that would really help me. And now I'm writing for a great show, and it's like, oh, man, yeah. I wish I could be, I was on the road sometimes. Oh, more. I constantly you know. You I, I'm exactly the same. You, you're just I miss not the road happy. when I'm at home, and I miss home, home when I'm when on I'm the road. road. Yeah. We're just not happy in ourselves. That's what it has to do, you know? I don't know about happy, but, like, because I'm generally happy, but I think it's content. Well, I'm not happy, yeah. Matt. <laughs> I think I am, like, a fundamentally happy person, yeah, but... I know but, that, Dan. But, it, but it's a contentment. It's like not being, which I think is what drives you to do more stuff. Because right, that's why I'm not a math teacher. No, like, no. That's why I would be a terrible math teacher. But yeah, like, math yeah. No, it's it's the same, and that's why you know, you know, you got to keep reminding yourself when the stuff is good. It's like this is great, you know. Yep. But well, I feel you just, you just told me that you just told me that I just told him that where Sean just sold a show to com a script to Comedy Central. Congratulations! Whoa, so thank you, man. I think I saw that happening. I thought was that just the that was the stuff that was announced like this week. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to have that in your back of your head. Like that's why I told Dan, and he was like, "Enjoy it, though." But I was like, "Yeah, but what if this? What if?" Of that? course, but I mean, it's always you know. And what you know, it's hard, man. I mean, like with any network, they they they, they you set well. You know, it's like anything where it's like a, a, a you know only a certain amount of people get script deals, and then out of that many people, only a certain amount of people get pilot, yeah. and then out of that many people, only a certain amount of so just enjoy. Oh, I got to at least at least the first stage, you know? Yeah, yeah right. No, sure. No, no, it's exciting. It's just a matter of, but like you said, it's just that. Even in but that, it, I that, un that I understand. Process, always the next step. There's I no understand though why you'd be nervous because it is it it was it is awkward when you get announced in one of those things, and yeah. then if the show doesn't go, 
yeah. then you have to have like because I've definitely it's like like had people like oh what's going on with that show and I'm like well actually or, or they'll um, congratulate you on it as well congratulate I, it and yeah. then you'll be like it's actually you know not happening anymore yeah. <laughs> and that's an awkward conversation but if those people get awkward around it I was out with some girl last night and like I was talking to her she you know she just moved here to like. Uh-huh. To like, like, you know, working on stuff or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I've been working on this show. You know, I had a few script deals that didn't go. I guess that sounded depressing. And she was like, yeah, it did. And I'm like, you know what? No, it fucking didn't. What are you doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It those... didn't sound fucking depressing. Like, that's not, like, that's what Hollywood is. So. Yeah, it's not depressing at all. No. I also know people who've made exclusively a living off of script deals. Exactly. Like, they, they've spent, like, ten years developing shows that have never gone but getting paid for the process yeah and, yeah. Like, and you said this sean before it's like we hacked life you know yeah by just doing this and that's grateful but there is the terror of like when the heat's gone like oh my god i'm gonna be, yeah. be a grocery but also bag I, dwell, I, I dwell on moments as much as i was saying like i have the opposite attitude to my mom uh when it comes to like the, <laughs> like things that are upcoming yeah things that are past I complete like I spend my life cringing at stuff from 25 years ago. Like, oh I my just, god! Like, I'm, that, I'm that person. I'm like constantly like ah. Like what? Like, what, it... what did you do 25 years ago? Oh, like, all right. Like so, here's one. Like literally 25 years yeah, ago, yeah. Uh, at some summer camp. Yeah. Uh, like I was that nervous and awkward a kid. There was something where I can't even remember what the setup was, but it might be like it couldn't have coincided with Valentine's Day because this was in the summer and not You're February. Right. But whatever it was, it was like some kind of, for like some reason, we were like... No, you're in England, not 4th of July. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> we were... Sean's like, you guys celebrate 4th of July on the 7th of July, right? That's what what's different about it. Bastille Day, is that you guys? <laughs> but like, I was... I, 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 rem- I don't know why, but all I remember is for some reason, we were matched up with girls from across the camp. Yeah. And this one girl gave me, like, like for some reason, she met up with me. And I was nervous and awkward, and she sensed that, and she gave me, like, a chocolate heart. Right. And I was so nervous and awkward and shy, I, I literally ran away. Like, I ran. <laughs> I, I turned away, and I ran. And I Where'd think, you run into? The I, woods? Just, like, basically, yeah. yeah. Like, like, fucking gone, and I was gone for, like, a week. But no, I was like... Uh, well, like are you deer? What are you? But, like, I'm 35 now. I was 10 then, and I think about that. Like, three... Like, <laughs> like fucking a jet like a whole generation later that's, that's a mixture of different stuff that's when you're a kid that makes sense man because i went to camp on like a, a school field trip when i was a kid we went to this place called colebrook and i got so homesick that three days before we left i packed all my stuff up and i slept on it until we left oh my <laughs> right? god and i just i didn't want to i didn't talk to anybody it was like very i wanted to how go old were you so bad why how old were you I think I was about the same. I was like 10 years old. Yeah, when you're a kid, you do, you know, like, this is what I realized, too, like, like, like you were saying with the romance thing. Like, when yeah. you're a kid, there was a girl that I had the biggest crush on, and she actually works, We've I've I've met with, she actually works in L.A. now in development. She's awesome. Her name's Christina Malik. I don't, uh, we, we, like, we're friends now. But I was, like, in fourth grade, I was, like, I had a huge crush on her, right? Yeah. And we like lived Full next to each other. Like in nine Jersey. years old or something. Yeah, it was one of these things where she, we had the same. We she had, was running a summer house right next to, you know, like it, on Long Beach Island, right? And we right. were there for the summer too. And I was like fucking head over heels in love with her, you know. Uh-huh. And then I gave her, I gave her a shell, like a little shell that I got, I bought from the pharmacy. Uh-huh. That was like a nicer shell. It was like pink or something. And she was like, "Oh, thanks." And the whole. 
that whole exchange was horrifying, but I realized like, oh, that made it easier for me to become the desperate man I am today. Because <laughs> now I wouldn't think twice if I'm like, oh, you should have the shell. Yeah. Like we had to go through you that. Still, to get you to still this give point. women shells, right? I'm giving shells <laughs> That's still your move. You know what's like first Tinder date you yeah, play. Yeah, oh shit, I got a date tonight, but I'm out of shells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're just you just start killing women and putting shells on their dead bodies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, I when I was like in fifth grade or something, yeah. I think it was like earlier, like fourth grade, I had a similar thing where I wanted to give um a a stuffed bear to this girl Michelle Falco that I was like in love with. Yeah. And my mom, the night, I don't know why she did this. The night before, she, like, convinced me not to do it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that explains so much about you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your mom convinced you not to give yeah. a bear to a... Well, How that, old were you? I, was, I must have been, like, maybe a... Ele- what's fourth grade? Like, you're, like, nine Fourth grade's nine, yeah. Yeah. Because you have a different system, oh, so now 10. I've learned, like, you just add five years. No, yeah, it's, like, ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, she, so was, she, was your mom like, oh, what she's out of your say? league. Like, it's not going to happen between you. She didn't want me to embarrass myself. That's what oh it was. My God. Isn't that, isn't that, that explains everything. <laughs> that explains, because your whole thing is like, Sean tries to avoid embarrassment at all costs. I'm a lot like that as well, though. I've got a really low cringe tolerance. Like, even on TV, <laughs> like, I, I find it really hard to watch things like Curb Your Enthusiasm because I just I empathize too it. much with the awkwardness. <laughs> Like yeah. this discomfort, I can't deal with it. Even though it, you know the show's great, but I can't. It's just too. Oh, much no, for me. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, did you? So you? What did you do with the bear, Sean? I, I guess I. The bear, I remember it, it was a little tiny pink bear that said "I love you" on it. And uh, I think that's <laughs> yeah, your mom was like, "No one loves you, Sean." Put it. <laughs> yeah, not ha- even a fucking I lo- bear. You know what? I think your mom made the right call. If it was just a bear, or if it had like a cute, if it had like a yeah. less. Like, that's a strong move. Yeah, I love, I love like, you. Jumping straight to the I love you, Bear. Yeah, you want to get like, I could be into you, Bear. Yeah. yeah I you look pretty today, Bear. Yeah. Or like, just a bear that what, says, this is a bear. <laughs> just, explanation for I think she didn't want me to give it to you or something that said I love you on. I think that's what was... I think so a normal I, bear would have been fine. I think, I don't know, maybe not. I, I should ask her and find out what the deal is. Yeah, report back. I want to know. Well, what's the, I mean, Sean, have you, because obviously we've talked about how I've fucking struggled out a lot, and that, that's like tread territory. But what's the most vulnerable you've put yourself out with with a girl, like, for first, like, what's the most vulnerable move you made and you were rejected? For like, no, I, I was always the guy who had crushes on the girls, that, the unrequited crushes on the Ugh. girls. See, that's a r- I think that's a rougher place to be than the guy who gets slammed shut the first time. Absolutely. What are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. I was in love. With, was like, well, for years, I was in love with this girl, Jen Monahan. Like, I think I told her I loved her probably yeah. pro- multiple times. Multiple, multiple wow. times. I just it, got shut down. And she dated one of my friends. Which was really fucked up. See, I, I never would have got to that point. I'm the opposite. I, I would be... Because I, I, I can think of times where I'd have so little confidence... Or like, I, I would constantly think, like, I, okay, just even before, I, I can tell you a, a dating story after this, but I remember at school, towards the end of school, I was starting to be funny in class, like, not like class clown funny, but I right. would, like, have these little quips, and there used to be this sort of running battle between me and another guy, and a friend of mine would start writing down some of these one-liners, like, one of the other guys in the class, Yeah. but he was one of the more popular guys, and I was convinced he was mocking me, like, I was convinced, and he might have even been, like, thinking about it, but, he, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, he's not really serious that I'm funny. 
Uh, like he's just like he's like I'm the butt of this joke, and everyone's actually laughing behind my back. Like that's my that's what you psychology. And yeah, and and that it and that extends to like. So I remember my first or second Edinburgh festival run, and I was doing this show package show with other people, like this sort of mixed bill show. Yeah. Um, and I think I know who this was because there was one of the people who worked at the venue, one of the girls who worked at the venue, like who was like a box office girl, who we sort of were flirting with. We we just we used to get on. We would chat a lot, and yeah. people would. Um, and people would make comments, but I'd ne- I'd never have the guts to actually make a move, make a play or anything. And then at some point, one of the other box office uh, people passed me this matchbook that said, "This is from someone. That someone gave me this to pass this on to you." And it just had the word "sex?" question mark and a phone number. Oh shit! And I held on to that matchbook. And did nothing with it for the entire festival. Oh my festival. god! And it was that girl. I I don't know. I I that's my guess. Maybe it wasn't. It was a guy, somebody fucking with you? Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe look. Here's the thing. I don't maybe, think I don't think it was her. That is, that is a, that is maybe it was her. Maybe it was someone. Maybe it was just like an audience right. member from one of the shows. Or maybe it was someone fucking with me. But I just like I I mm. never even made the move to find out because I could have gone like I just got handed. A, I could have texted. I got handed a matchbook with yeah. your number on it and a message. Who is this? Is this you? And then men in a coffee shop. And then if I went to that coffee shop and it was her, I'd be like, holy shit. If I went to that coffee shop and I sat there, like reading the paper and looking for people sort of sat behind the window sniggering, then I'd be like, all right, well, you fucks. But I never, I, I didn't have, I couldn't put myself on the line to that level of embarrassment or that level of potential embarrassment. I know, but you, yeah, it's it's like, okay, for now, like how did the, the person you're dating now, how did that happen? How much effort did you put into that? That was a Tinder. That was a Tinder meetup. That was turned Tinder. into a relationship, yeah. Okay. But like, I, I think with but relationships- But you were very obviously respectful in the beginning. But and... yeah, but I'm, I think I'm also a very different person with relationships now than I was. Like then, I think if that was a genuine, like, I want to bone you, she would have been like my maybe second or third sexual partner i can't remember like what yeah. but it was like it w- but I, like i didn't know how to i didn't really know how to hit on women or like or yeah. escalate anything from friendship to because if it was her if it was that woman and even even ignoring that matchbooks that like we should have dated that festival me and that box office girl should have dated that festival because she was single i was single and we spent a month flirting like yeah. we would just and uh, like looking back on it now that was flirting that wasn't just friendliness we would spend long times chatting and like hug hello every day and like that kind of you know it just it was yeah. but like i couldn't put myself in that position so you're the opposite of me like i feel like women get to know you more they like you more <laughs> and mine like keep the mystery you know what i mean because <laughs> once once you once you start to see how the sausage is made you 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 go vegan pretty fast you know? the same thing though i i don't think i i automatically assume that they're not flirting when they are flirting i think that's like, like single. yeah i assume that they are and they're not yeah. <laughs> and they never are i tell that part one time i was like i think i was like 17 and i was at the mall in long island I was at roosevelt field mall with my friend mm-hmm. and we're walking by these girls and there's a girl looking directly at me and smiling and my friend is right next to me, and he sees it, and he's like, oh, shit, this is going to happen, whatever. And I saw her, and I turn around, and I go, what the fuck was she looking at? <laughs> 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 just like, that, I just don't have it in my head. I'm like, oh, no. she's really but- into me. It's very low confidence, very low confidence. But Wait. I will tell you, you guys think, I think comedy helps with confidence a lot. Oh, of oh, course. Well, because, it, I, like, look, the re- I'm almost certain the reason I'm on stage, the reason I do comedy is so obviously 
like a way to be in control of that situation. Absolutely. Like a way to control. I think I spent so much of my life petrified that they were laughing at rather than with me. I'm like, if I go on stage and people are paying me to make them laugh, I know I'm the one in control of that laughter. Like I yeah, know. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't. Were you? And I, I. Well, I think control. Just jumping off, you're saying is like a is a big thing as far as getting girls, as far as like not controlling them. No, but like. Being in your element, like, for instance, last night I went to my friend's party. He, he writes on the show with me, and there was this girl there, and she was talking with the dude who's this tall, kind of handsome dude, but I was like, I could tell she wasn't that, you know, she was kind of into it, but as a friend. And then we started talking. I, we hit it off, right? I get, I get, I mentioned, like, oh, I remember you in the in the audience the week beforehand. I saw, I said, my friend, oh, that girl's pretty, whatever. And she was like, you know, we were out flirting, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I got to get to this other party. And I'm like, I'll drive you to the party. So I did. And then she's like, you should come to the party with me. We go to the party. And uh, that's when it changed because I went from a comedy party to this party. It was people who make music videos. Right. And I <laughs> went from being like a cool guy one place to just fucking boo rattly in the corner. You know what I mean? There, like, it was like, I, I, I fucking, I, I should have just dropped her off. But because I went in there, yep. I was doing well in the beginning. And I'm some totally of them, in that same situation. Yeah, some of them knew me because they'd seen my show, uh, seen me do comedy. But then there's this other guy who, he was actually kind of funny, but he was like, Douchey funny, and I'm yep. like, this motherfucker's gonna seal the deal because I could tell how she was like looking at him, and, and then like, you're kind of lemon, like adding on. Like, yeah, yeah, I told, I, I hundred percent know. And there's a, yeah. there's a thing Rich Hull said once, and it was, I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase. Yeah, but it, it's actually more about being in the gig. But it's like, uh, be like storming, like storming a gig is like you're the guy at the fairground, right. Who plays the game and wins the giant bear, yeah. and the whole time you're in the fairground, everyone looks at you is like he won the game. And the second you leave the fairground, you're just some idiot with a bear. <laughs> that is so fucking true. And I knew I was dead in the water because after this guy came in, the, I could tell, and they weren't having it now, but I know uh, I'd have none of this nights. She left for the bathroom. She came back. I was like, it was this really sweet couple I met. They were nice. And I, yeah. this girl, super pretty, but I shook her hand. And it was, have you ever had this? She had three fingers. I have not had and that. I held it, and I realized, and when that happens, you just have to power through. You're like, all right, yeah, hey. You, you just go like, yeah, that's yeah, just a, uh, yeah, yeah I, of I, course, I, but it's still weird, dude. It's yeah, like. Yeah, I really feel bad for you, Dan. No, I don't feel, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I had to, Roger Ailes has a. No, dude, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Roger Ailes, she's very pretty, very nice girl. Roger Ailes has this bit, like, it's a crash course in acting normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. just like, you're just like, nothing weird about this at all, you know? Like, And they were really sweet. They were a great couple. But then we started talking to the Midwest, and the girl came back. Listen to this. She goes, "Ah, oh, you guys seem to be having fun. I'm gonna leave you guys to this." And she left, and I'm like, "Motherfucker, you brought me to this party. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. saying leave me to this? You brought me here." She officially checked out of that situation. Checked out of the situation, and then I went up to her and I got her number. She's like, "Oh, I'll be at the show next week," and I'm like, "Well, we could hang out before that." She goes. Yeah, okay, we can hang out. And I got her. <laughs> and I'm like, well, my phone's dead. So she gave me her phone and I texted, it's Dan to me. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to say her name. It's whatever her name is. 
And then, like, I got the text when I got home. When I had a pair of my cell phone, I thought it'd be cute to write like "It's Dan back," and then nothing no. after that. Um, Did you do that? Oh. I didn't even think that was that bad. I thought that was like kind That's of fun, not that bad, but it's that, not that bad. To get it because she didn't write it. <laughs> but it's it is. Bad. It's like an owning embarrassment. Uh, like I texted myself. That's what I realized. Like I texted from her phone to yeah. me, and then from my phone to me. You were flirting with yourself using yeah. her phone. <laughs> yeah, like I killed with myself last night. But I, I, I got like I. I don't want to strain to do right. it. Like, I, you know that thing when you've got a story that you also sometimes tell on stage, so yeah. I'm, like, de-stand-upping it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. But I talk on stage sometimes about how I wish I was the Sorry. kind of person who can own his embarrassment, and I'm not. And I just remember, like, so here, here is a story that, but yeah. this is something that happened, I think, probably. And before you start this, I love people with three fingers, okay? I yeah. sound like Donald Trump. <laughs> like, I love people with three fingers. The majority of people with three fingers in this country are good, hardworking Americans. But some are rapists. Some are criminals. All right, and now. we need to keep them out. And we need to keep them out. She but, was great. Oof, jeez. I hope she doesn't listen. So when I was, I'm keeping it in, Tom. Don't worry. No edits on this podcast. Okay. So when I was, like, 13 or 14... I had I found this toy that I had from when I was younger, and you know you know those little rubber suction cup things that you turn inside out mm. and you put them on a table and they pop up in the air. I don't think that, yeah. I think they're just called poppers mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I stuck it on my forehead because it works like a suction cup. Yeah, yeah. But it made too tight to seal, and it just burst the capillaries in my forehead and just <laughs> left me with this red ring, like front and center in the middle of my yeah. face that lasted for like. It lasted for three school days. Oh my god! <laughs> and what did they call you? Three school days. But here's the thing, like, and again, going back to this sort of horrified fear of embarrassment, then ends up backfiring. If I was the kind of guy who could just go into school and just go like, I just did this. I look like a dick. Hey guys, like, you would win that situation. Right. But instead, I tried to. If you, if, like, if you drew a smiley face on it. You yeah. Would you would not win a situation. Uh, by but at least you kind of own it. Like you, you could own it. But instead, yeah. I, but how old were you? 13, 14? You yeah, couldn't own it then. You probably. couldn't own it then. No. I'm embarrassment. And you're also looking at like a 13 year old who, like, half of the class had gone through puberty and I was still like five foot two and super, like, like I, I was a boy. Like, I was a yeah. boy. Uh, and, uh, but I tried to claim that I tripped up and hit my head on the door handle, like on a perfectly circuit. Yeah. Which is also dumb, but for some reason in my mind, that was less dumb than the thing I did, which was just like stick a thing to my head and leave it. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, that's even worse. But I think like when you're in middle school, people are just ruthless. Yeah. Like in high school, you could have owned it, but in middle school, it's impossible. Impossible to own it. Well, high school's pretty brutal, man. That's why it's so crazy. High school or middle school? Both are pretty, pretty brutal. Were you picked on? I didn't get picked on. I, I was like in the middle of the pack. I got... I got pick, I've gotten picked on, but not as bad as other people. Like I would, like I would, was wasn't cool by any means, but I wasn't like a popular kid in either middle school or high school. So no. it was always like I hung out with people outside my school, or like I had like a handful of friends in the school. But yeah, but I but but I would get, but I that was my universe, and I I didn't want to be embarrassed in high school at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to like. I'm not saying I got picked on, but I got, like, I didn't want to, like, you didn't want to be the guy who left himself open to get picked on. I was thinking of something I did that was so fucking embarrassing in high school this week. Well, it was one of those things where I was, like, I was the funny guy in high school Uh a little bit. You know, but a lot of it wasn't funny. It was just, like, me trying too hard. (laughs) And this was the perfect example. Like, it's cringeworthy because... I thought it was ironic and funny then, and my mom still has the picture of it, but I put, like, for my senior class photo, I put, like, a pirate's hat on and made, like, a goofy face. (laughs) 
Like I was realizing my genius. But then I wrote a quote from Good Burger at the bottom because I thought, oh, this is a bad movie. It's ironic. I used because it's so bad. It's an Abe Vigoda quote. I'm like, I'm a douchebag. This is a douchey. <laughs> that's like a hipster trying too hard. You know. I'm sorry. I, I used a quote from my. You're being for your yearbook, right? Yeah. I used a quote from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like understandable because yeah, at the time, like you were trying to be sincere. Yeah, There's something no, about no. it. Like it's still a great movie. Like I was like, "Isn't Good Burger?" It's ironic, and I didn't even understand what ironic was because that movie was trying to be a comedy. Like, and it was—it's so stupid. The whole thing. What was the Pulp Fiction quote? No, this is why where I'm going to lose it right here. The quote I used was, "How about you, Lash Larue? You think you can keep your spurs from jingling and jangling?" Oh Jesus, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God, was that Uma Thurman who said this? No, it was uh, uh, Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's well, a fucking pirate hat. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have my, my regular a suit on. And my... <laughs> How about you, Ashley? What does it even mean? That's like, it, it's like one of the only, like, Pulp Fiction is known for so many great lines, and you pick the most worthless Pulp Fiction line. How, how, how old were you at this point? Like, I, I always thought it was such a cool thing to say. He was basically telling John Travolta, like, can you keep yourself in check? But I thought it was such a cool line. I was like, I want to put this in my yearbook quote. Bro. Uh, how, oh, hang on, how old were you? Was this like no, this is seventeen? High school, so I was, I was 18, 17. 18, right? Yeah. What one disturbing thing that I've noticed with Sean in the past year, when it's his social media presence, is <laughs> is that like the more successful he gets, like the more of a, he's acting like a retard who's never done comedy because he's like <laughs> taking. He just posts a picture of him and Gary Goldman outside the comedy cellar and he goes, me with one of the best. I'm like, what are you, what are you fucking do? You work there. That's your coworker. Stop being such a fucking kiss ass. What is, no, it's so, it's so weird, Sean, when you do that, when you're like, look at this, look at me, look at me and Mark Norman and Phil Hanley. I'm like, motherfucker, these are your colleagues. Stop acting. Like you're in a Make-A-Wish. I don't understand. <laughs> You're such a fucking dick. <laughs> it's not bad to like fucking compliment people online. It doesn't always have to be shitty. Dude, you've done so many of them now that it, it doesn't even. It looks like someone we, you and me both know, and who well, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> But it does, and I think you know who I'm talking about. Right here. It's it's getting to the point where it's like it's it's cheesy, dude. You gotta like fucking reel it in. <laughs> All right, Tom, can you stop picture taking pictures of you holding fucking salamander eggs and whatever the fuck you do Tom you would think Tom's life is going way better than it is by the photos that he takes it's like look at me hiking this trail it's like yeah this is right after your wife hit you I'm not pictured all my stuff Tom what do you, do you Tom we just gave it to you do you want to dish it out or no I'm supposed to dish on somebody oh Jesus Christ <laughs> We tried. I tried to set you up there. No, no but you set him up by not setting him up. And I did. I not set him up. You actually put him on the spot. Yeah, so you're I like, kinda... tell us a joke, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
be funny. I did, at a... I did. I did go look at frogs' eggs today in the in the oh. little creek down the road, though. Yeah, that is that did happen. It's not what you're not <laughs> when you first <laughs> begin it. Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, uh, Tim Dillon once did that to me in a green room. All the time. What? Father and son is just playing in Tom's head every day. All the time. <laughs> all the time on a loop. I've, it's so crazy, though, that you got in a stand-up because you're so afraid of being humiliated. I think so. But it's I mean, like, it's, is like, that like it's what not... Chris Rock says? Like, uh, if I laugh at myself first, then you can't laugh at me first. I think, I think that's what it was. Thing. That's what he's saying. But also, I loved comedy, and I, w- and I was, you know, a smart right. ass. I was a smart ass as well. Right. But at the same time, like, with... With crippling self doubt, like I yeah. had, I think I have the. I, I What's had the, the biggest of, risk you've taken like the, on stage that was immediately disastrous? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, in <laughs> Berlin, this is your rap career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like rap and hip yeah, and hip hop yeah. dance as well. Like it's like <laughs> together. <laughs> Why is he doing this? <laughs> um, no, I did a gig in Berlin. Uh, and it's this show that ran for a while, and it, they do it every month, and they fly out one act from England, and someone recommended me for it. Yeah. And I did stand up for it, but I also thought it'd be cool to write a sketch about someone who's tried to translate his material into German for, like, who yeah. got a friend to translate his material into German. But what? But the sketch, mm-hmm. but but it became clear that the friend who helped me translate it was like. Like hated me. For, I can't remember. Like was sleeping with my girlfriend or what. Like that was the sketch. That was the conceit. So I was like, I'd like to do something for you in German. Yeah. Uh, that I, a friend of mine has translated. Yeah, that's funny. That's a really funny. It's sketch. a funny. It, but it's a really funny sketch idea. What actually happened was I did like three minutes of stand up in English that yeah. worked really well. Yeah. Thought shit. This is going really well, but I've got to do this sketch thing now that my friend Richard spent like an afternoon helping me translate. So right. I should do this. I, even though I clearly yeah. could just do another three minutes of stand up and then leave to huge applause. Yeah. Um, and so I then went into this sketch with zero confidence <laughs> and it just tanked. It tanked. And there were actions. Like there were, <laughs> there was like, I can't, I think for some reason I had to do press up, like push ups at some point in it. Like I just remember dropping to the ground. So like silence, just nothing. <laughs> Like and it was just, and, a, and a German silence is yeah. a silence oh, like no other. Oh, mortifying! And you know, and you start to get like the, the kind of, I don't know where the sweat starts for you, but for me, it like it's like this, it's like the middle of my back just below the shoulder blades, like a trickle of sweat starts to come down, like there. That's how I feel, like, like that flop sweat, like, like I just feel that drip in the back of my shirt, and then just left the stage to polite applause. And then I had to be like drinking in Berlin with everyone from the show for the rest of the oh, night. No. Isn't <laughs> oh something they God. can't give you credit for the first three minutes of that set? Well, maybe, yeah, but I think I think like the the sketch tanks so hard yeah. that I think it just did undid any goodwill. Like I I could even have just bailed out. Like if I I re- realize now because I was a lot, I was a lot newer then as well. I think I probably could have like done two minutes of it and gone like. Yeah, that that thing's not working. Sorry about that. And then just h- try to claw it back with like two minutes or more of English stand-up. Yeah. Oh, you but... didn't. That's oh, the no. problem with sketch. You know, no. you're like, I'm in this now. And the other problem is also, I'm I, like, I, it's so not my skills. Like, I have done sketch stuff, but what I'm not and what I know I'm not and the kind of what I envy in some comics, 
you know the kind of way like a Rory Scovel or a John Dore or John Daly right. yeah. can, or Kate Ballant or whatever can just commit so much to a bit. Yeah. Can just go on, can yes. do something absurd, but with such commitment to the character and the absurdity that it'll work and it'll be amazing. I don't have that. Like, that's not a gear that I have. Yeah. That sketch might have worked if I had just gone full barrel, full no, yeah, at 100% performance. But once then you it's don't, over. it just, that it, it was such a gear change. And yeah. then just to be in a foreign country, to bomb, yeah. to, to, to have, and to know also that the organizers of those, that gig have fl- flown you out, put you up. And and this gig, it's like a. Ver- Dude, what did they say afterwards? Oh, they were, well, thanks, polite. They paid me, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck! I forgot as well. Here's the worst thing. So the whole yeah. show is like a variety. It's like a. Yeah. It's like a cabaret show. So there were, there was like an ac- there were acrobats on, and there was like musicians, and there was like some sketch thing in German as well. Right. And because it's a variety cabaret show, we had to do a curtain call. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no. not only did I tank at this show, <laughs> but then I had to. I knew that like I had to sit in the wings having a beer, knowing that in twenty minutes' time I had to walk back out one at a time. What not just what all come out do, like happened? they just announced all of our names uh, one at a time know. to sort of take us take a final bow to this. Oh, that's oh awful! My God, wait, what oh, happened when God, you got on stage? I'm um, sorry, um, people are. There's a guest coming after this, and they're emailing me. Um, what 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 happened when you got on stage? Like, did, well, like the what was the applause? Calls. It was you, polite. It was they polite. Were polite yeah, did, because also, could you feel the energy going down as soon I as you got no, on stage? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I probably in my head I could, but it's like a conti- like it's like a, it was a very quick curtain call. So every, there was like a continuous level of applause, and then a few spikes for people who were amazing. Yeah, like the three people who balanced on each other's heads, <laughs> like that kind of. They're yeah. like, yeah, and then it goes back to just the general level of just curtain call applause. And then we all took a bow together, and then I got the hell out of there. But then, um. But then I knew after, I, we we all went to a bar next door for a drink, and I could you know you even just feel people kind of making polite conversation and semi avoid. It you is know, really you have t- the stink have... of death on you. You know, like when you have this. Yeah, that's like this happened like a a year ago that someone, like someone when someone bombs like somebody brought me up as in character uh-huh. while well, like like singing in character, and it was like. It was. You ever have a situation that's so like it was so embarrassing and bombed so bad that like the embarrassment transferred into my set. Like I went on stage embarrassed <laughs> for the like- last performer. I was like, and the first part of my set sucked because I was still. I'm like, oh man, I'm bombing. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm bombing now, the but state. the bombing was so bad beforehand <laughs> that it actually transferred. <laughs> that's cr- and it, it was like one of the only times that ever happened. It was like a year ago. I keep I'm, the, the the shows I'm on now right now in Arizona. Right. It, it, these weird things happening with the guy who's hosting the show. He I'm doing well. Yeah. It's closing well, but then he won't come up unless I come up off stage. Like he. Oh, so that's always weird. I'm so just, you don't think that like, you don't think that he's there? That's really I don't think weird. That he's there. I'll wait. I'm like I don't see him. Tell him like, to fucking come on stage. I'm, I'm going to tonight. I didn't realize he was doing that till last night. So and you then, sort of stood awkwardly on stage waiting for him to appear, and he stood awkwardly off stage waiting for you to get off. And I literally yeah. did that like hand motion. I'm like, come on, come on. Like, so like, <laughs> hey, why didn't he come up then? Uh, he did eventually, but at first I was like, waiting for him. And then I see. I don't him know. This guy sounds like, like have oh, a fucking retard. He comes up on stage. Did you notice, by the way? I don't know if you saw any of the Oscars, but the bit. Like when Louis presented one of the Oscars 
and because Chris Rock was hosting, yeah. like that was the one point where normally like the host says something of from a bit of the stage and then someone walks on. But they almost just out of habit just did like a, a comedy club handshake as they passed. Yeah. <laughs> like they it, it, it's just instinct. Like Louis right. Louis walked on stage, Chris Chris walked off, and as they passed, he said something, but at the same time it was just like the little it was like the little thank you, MC. Like <laughs> just kind of no, no, handshake. Really funny. Yeah. Um well we gotta wrap up a little bit, but is there, is there a story we didn't get to? Oh, I don't know. Possibly, probably, maybe. Well, if you have one, I can't think of anything right now. Like, I, it's I, like but then I hadn't thought that Berlin comedy club story. I, I haven't thought Ber- of Berlin's that. cool though. I hear right. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. I I, I can't recommend it enough. If you're not gonna <laughs> bomb at a gig in the middle of it, like it is the best place to be. Minus. See, this is what I think Berlin like the... should do is like have every Jewish person that's come there just say it's great for a tourism <laughs> thing. <laughs> just be like, I had a great time, and then just that be testimony from actual but Jews. It is. Like, <laughs> the city is cool as shit, but it's just oh, got it. Oh. Do you have I, anything you want to uh, you want to plug, Matt? Oh, um, I I get uh. Well, I've got this is why your career plateaus, by the way, by that reaction. Yeah, I I guess. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible at that kind of thing. Well, we'll listen to Probably Science. That's my podcast. We go through the week in science news with funny people. Um, And then I've got a new album that will be coming out, but it's not on sale yet. So look out for that. My old album is still on sale. If you like to. uh, My old album is called I Guess We'll Never Know. And I don't know what my new album is going to be called yet. I'm yet to name it. Sweet. You should call it Don't Go to Berlin. Yeah. (laughs) Go to Berlin, but think it through first. If you go to Berlin, prepare to change your plans. I think it should just be called Stand Up Shouldn't Do Sketch Come. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Tom, what about you, buddy? Well, Matt, do you have a Twitter? I just want to put out your Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Matt Kirshen on Twitter and Facebook and everything. Like, I'm generally Matt Kirshen on all those things. All right, cool. And Tom? K-I-R-S-H-E-N. That's it, yeah. Tom? Tom, you got anything? Yeah, yeah, uh, doing a show uh, with uh, Julia Rossi uh, on. Oh, cool! The, yeah, on the sixth of uh, of April. Oh, yeah. When's yeah. this episode going to come out as well? It's coming out this week. Oh, uh, yeah. if you've got any Alaska listeners, anyone in Anchorage, I'm going to be this week. I'm at Chilkut Charlie's, or this this coming week. Oh, nice. Okay. Is that cool. club? Perfect. Yeah, it's great. Fun. It sounds like a children's show. It's uh, <laughs> Alaska. It's a bar that is very much the opposite of a children's show. <laughs> children. <laughs> It's Such the kind weird. of bar that has probably produced many children unintentionally over the years. Oh, nice, <laughs> like Roadhouse. I went there once. It's such a weird place. It's, it's the strange, aggressive fucking town. It's such a weird ass place. That like I love that. I I had a, such a good time last time. But it's like this bar that has five different, completely wildly different bars that are a part of it. <laughs> like there's like a sawdust redneck bar. Then there's like a cocktail bar. There's like a karaoke bar, a rock club. I think it's it's weird as hell. <laughs> Uh, Dan, you want to say anything? Yes. Uh, I uh, will be at Ohio State University on April 13th. Um, also, oh, to announce Not Safe with Nikki Glaser has been picked up. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. So we have more episodes of that coming out, which is, uh, thank you, which is uh, awesome. And our and check out you know our last episode. By the time it's come out, our last episode is going to be awesome. So um, check that out. And you can find my videos and stuff on uh, my website and stuff like I'm that. I just remember two more things. That are coming up. We, I think we're both gonna. Are you at Bridgetown this year? No, I didn't. Right. <laughs> not gonna be Bridgetown. I've done it a couple times, yeah. but no, not maybe this it was year. last time you. Uh, yeah. But uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland, I will be there. And you just so list a bunch Science. of other stuff I'm not doing. Yeah, you're like, you are. Uh, you're. Uh, you doing Lesserman? You doing yeah, Lesserman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, Lesserman. And then Glastonbury. But uh, I'm gonna be doing a run. Oh, I'm gonna be doing Athens, like some gigs in Greece that are about to be announced, and then the Glastonbury 
music festival. I'll be at the comedy stage there on Saturday afternoon and Sunday night. Awesome. And you can, uh, and for me, you can, my Twitter is at Shoney time. And so is my Instagram. And then on top of that, I have an album out that's called manual labor face. That's on comedy central records. And you can get that on iTunes. And I have a website, SeanDonnellyComedy.com. And I'm trying Snapchat. I'm Donnelly19 on Snapchat. I want to oh, see shit. I have a Snapchat, me. too. I also have a Snapchat, and I have never done anything with it. I, I, I'm doing it. I'm trying to get used to it. I don't like it. Like, yeah, I, I got to do it. I have it for the show. Oh, tune in next week when I tell you what my Snapchat address <laughs> is. All right, guys. Uh, anything from All Things Comedy? No, all right. Well, well, check out all the web, all the podcasts and all things comedy. And please, if uh, if if you have something negative to say about the show, email us personally. So, uh, <laughs> Tom, can you give the emails and the and the thing, the Twitter? Yeah, for I'll, the do, I'll do that all. Yeah, I do all that. Oh, uh, right, well. <laughs> John, have you ever listened to a full episode? No, no, he I'm, does uh, that at the end of it too. on every episode. I wanted to do it during now too. I'm I love saying. it when Sean gets angry. <laughs> you can hear the inflection. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see our host performing live. Sean Donnelly is performing in and around New York City, but in the coming week, he will be at the St. Louis Funny Bone in Westport. Yes, Wednesday, April 13th through Sunday, April 17th, he will be at the St. Louis Funny Bone at Westport. If you're there, please go see him. If you have friends there, tell them to go see Sean Donnelly at the St. Louis Funny Bone. For other upcoming dates, go to SeanDonnellyComedy.com and check them out. Dan St. Germain is performing in and around Los Angeles. And in the next week, he will be at Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. If you have friends going to Ohio State University or live near there, please go see Dan at Ohio State University. For other upcoming show dates and times and locations for Dan, go to dansaintgermain.net. Your producer and co-host, Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me. I'm going to be doing a show with the amazing and incredible David Feldman, who has been a guest on our podcast. It will be at Dottie's Coffee Lounge in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. If you're in the Western Mass or Capital District of New York State, come to this tiny little venue get your tickets in advance it will sell out as all those shows have to see the amazing three-time emmy winning three-time writers guild award winning comedian and writer david feldman and myself please write to us we need you to write to us for our upcoming mailbag episode we've gotten some great letters or we've received some great letters proper proper english there uh but we'd like to get some more write to my dumb friends podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh, you can also follow us on twitter and send a send us a tweet there we are at dumb friends cast on twitter please send us your tweets and say stuff on twitter that helps us out a lot we have a uh, paypal donation page haven't 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 received uh, your your pocket change in a recent week, so if you could support us there, that would be excellent. Uh, we have a mydumbfriendspodcast.tumblr.com, and there is a link there to PayPal, or just search for My Dumb Friends Podcast PayPal, and you will find us. 
Every little bit helps. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. 